The Beat Church, bringing you messages of inspiration, hope, and freedom. Turn up the volume and get ready for the truth that will set you free. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, guys. Amen. Well, Merry Christmas. Just want to thank Pastor Andy and Carrie just for allowing me to be a part of you guys, you know, accepting me and letting me share the word. I get excited just to always share and to be a part of what God's doing here with the beat. Amen. Hallelujah. So I'm sure everybody's ready to open up gifts, open up presents. Um, I think uh, this morning, Carrie, that was awesome. Praise the Lord. She preached my message. This, uh, amen. We're done. But I want to share with you this morning about the greatest miracle. I talked with Andy and, and, you know, the greatest miracle that God has is God with us. Emmanuel. Uh, I'd like to open, if you guys have your Bibles, or if you have, I think, I think Andy set something up for me, Andy, thank you so much again, appreciate it. Uh, in Luke chapter 2, Luke chapter 2, verse 8 through 11, I'm reaching NLT, New Living Translation, hallelujah. Lord, I just thank you for the word today. Give you all the praise, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. And it reads, That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Look at verse 9. Suddenly, God, suddenly, something happened here. It says, Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. He said, I bring good news that will bring great joy to all people. He didn't say, I'm bringing bad news. He didn't say, I'm bringing some news, fake news. A lot of people share fake news. But he says, I'm bringing good news, and this good news that I'm bringing is going to bring joy. Not to just a few people, not to just some people, but it's going to bring joy to how many people? All people. And this news is still being shared today. 2,000 years ago, this news started. And we're here today, 2,000 years later, and it's still bringing good news. Can I get an amen? amen? It's still bringing good news. And look what it says. 11. Here's the good news. Are you ready for it? Listen, it says, here's it is. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem the city of David. Powerful. That's the good news. 
That's why we're at church here today. It's the good news. That's why we're celebrating this morning about Jesus. Man, God is a giving God, and God loves to give. He gave his only begotten son, and we even celebrate Christmas as giving to our loved ones, to our family. And, and we love to, how many of you love to open presents? You know, somebody, there's a present that, how many of you just won't even open it up if you know it has your name on it? Some of you go and read, okay, let me see. No, that's not mine. Oh, this one's mine. <laughs> this one's mine, and oops, it's torn just a little bit. And try to check it and see, you get excited. And I believe that's why God loves to give. He loves to give life. He loves to give. And so we even use this time that we celebrate. And sometimes we might get off track a little bit. Sometimes we're more concerned about our gifts and the giving instead about the giver. And we lose a little focus sometimes. But God wants us to know today that he has his son to give us life, to celebrate. And I, and I like this first part in verse 8, and I want to focus on this. It says, the night, that night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. And I think about that, I meditate, and I say, man, these were shepherds. Regular, ordinary people, shepherds. And they were, what were they doing? They were going to their job. Every day they go to their job. How many of you go to your job every day? Tomorrow, Monday morning, somebody's going to go to their job. They were doing this every night. We got to take care of our sheep. Because if we don't go there, we might lose our income. We're going to lose some of these sheep. We can't afford it. So every night, they're going to take care of the sheep. Ordinary. Nothing special. They're doing their job. Many of us, every morning, we get up and we go to work. Nothing special. You know, we may not be watching sheep, but maybe we're watching children. Maybe we're teaching children. Maybe it's a, you know, a teacher, an office worker, a construction worker. Every morning, a lawyer, real estate employee, businessman. They get up every morning and they go to work to provide for their families. That's what these shepherds were doing. They were providing for their families. But that night, something happened. That night, every time they go to work, every time we go to work, something happened on the way to work. Has anything ever happened on the way to work sometimes? Get a flat tire, the traffic, something bad, something different. But this night, it says that the shepherds, it says that the shepherds saw an angel. They're on their way to work and they see an angel this night. In other words, this night, they had a God moment. There was a God moment waiting for them. A lot of times, 
God has a moment. Until you have your God moment, until you understand the purpose of Christ and understanding this baby in a manger, he, he grew up just like we did. He became human just like we did. He was God in the flesh. This was Emmanuel, God with us. But you can almost see it's just a baby. Carrie was saying, well, this is my baby. Something different I know about. See, there's something that Mary had because she had an encounter. She had a God moment and that she was going to have a son. And she did not even know a man. So she saw something different. Many of us just see a baby laying in a manger. But until you have that God moment, you may come one Sunday and you come Sunday here and you come Sunday. But there's a moment in one of your Sundays, you have a God moment. You have a God moment that God wants to set you free from some of your addictions, from some of your habits. To God, There's a God moment in teaching us how to live by faith. There's a God moment that changes why we live the way we live today. You have to have a God moment. Otherwise, you're just coming to church. Otherwise, we're just playing church. No, we're coming to church because I had a God moment. These shepherds had a God moment. And I see this, the greatest miracle. They, the first thing the angel says, I like this. Hey, don't be afraid. When you have an encounter God... When you encounter a supernatural event, it doesn't make sense. Sometimes this causes, well, wait a minute. <clears throat> or maybe sometimes God is tugging at your heart. God's speaking to you at work, or he's speaking to you at church, or he's speaking to you through the word. And you're having a moment, and you're saying, God's trying to speak something into you. Don't be afraid. How many of you, when God told you it's time to tithe, got afraid. <laughs> I want to teach you how to live supernaturally, son. When God told me, hey, son, you got a good job? Yes, sir, I sure do. God, thank you, God. Hey, son, you've been blessed? Yes, I am. Thank you, Lord. Well, son, I come to a church one day and I had a God moment. He says, you've been blessed. I want to teach you how to live supernaturally. I want you to learn to tithe 10% of your income. I wasn't going to preach this then. Sorry, Andy. He didn't tell me to preach that. But God was dealing with me. I said, Lord, will you like what you have? He goes, I want to teach you. Do you want more? Hey, man, I want more. I want to raise. I want more. And God, and, and, it, and I got afraid. And the Lord says, don't be afraid, son. Don't be, and then you, you get real technical. God, do you want me to tithe from my net or from my gross? <laughs> well, how much is, do you really want me? And God began to deal with me, and I, I began to tithe. And it was, it was nervous. It was shaking. This is my hard-earned money. But God, I had a God moment. And he told me, trust me, son, don't be afraid. I said, okay. And then, bam, I get a race. Bam, I get a truck, a new truck. Things begin to happen. 
And so what's happening? I'm rejoicing and glory to God. Hallelujah. I learned something. I learned to trust God. It wasn't just the baby in a manger. I learned to trust when I had a God moment. We need to have our own God moments. And I saw these these shepherds and I said, wow, Lord, unless you realize you don't create yourself, unless you realize that there is a God who loves you and wants better for you, Until you realize that and have this God moment that he's not just a baby in a manger, but he's resurrected from the dead. He's no longer on the cross. He is off the cross and he wants to live inside of you. He wants to dwell with you, God with us. The greatest miracle. Then I think about that miracle as I was meditating on that word. I remember... When Jenny was born, when your children were born, I don't know about you, but maybe moms, maybe you'll agree if you've had a child, there's a lot of pain. There's some agony, discomfort for nine months. And I remember my wife being in labor. Thank you for coming today, man. You know what? I'm just praying for my wife's knees to get better. She still came today. She wasn't going to come. She hasn't been able to come. But she's healed in the name of Jesus. But I remember, I remember when she was in labor. It was late at night. Ten hours. She had a challenge. Some of us women, you spit them out in an hour. But some women don't. I only knew one that did it. But, but I remember 10 hours and she's in pain and I'm just, man. And, 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 and agony, I'm just, I don't know what to do. And come on, babe, just, just go ahead. Just push. It's going to be okay. You did this to me. <laughs> You did this to me. I go, yeah, I did. I'm sorry. I didn't think it was going to be that bad. Remember that, babe? But watch this. But right after the baby was born, right after the, the turmoil, the pain, the agony, you got to push to give birth. Many of us, we don't want to push to give birth to your miracle, to your breakthrough because of the agony and the challenge and the struggles when you want to believe God for your healing, for your job, for your breakthrough. And instead of pushing, you give up and you abort the baby. You abort the miracle. But I see this and I remember Jenny coming and I said, it's a boy. It is, look at that head, babe. Looks like a boy. That's a boy's head. Like I knew what a boy's head was. My first child. Then it comes out of, oh, boy. Glory to God. It's a baby. It's alive. 
And I remember, I never forget, guys, she was blue. And the doctor just <clears throat> and turned pink in front of me. Wow! The greatest miracle! And then my wife says, oh, she's so happy. She gets the baby. No, she's not even thinking about the pain anymore. And she's, oh, my little papoose. Oh, we're going to call her Jenny. I caused this. <laughs> I caused this. But the pain and everything, what she hated, went away. It goes away, guys. And until you get a God moment, the pain that you're going through living for Christ, the pain that you're going through being challenged with your jobs, being challenged in your finances, being challenged in your walk. If you'll just press in and push in, you're going to look back and say, man, he caused this so I can have victory in my life. So I can let light shine to somebody else that's going through this. Because if he didn't let me down, he's not going to let you down. Amen. He caused this. And you know, as parents, I'm like, oh man. You start thinking, how am I going to do this? I'm going to raise this child. Now I got to make some money. I got to provide. You want nothing. How many of you want the best for your children? And you go, man, Lord, now what? I'm going to have to trust you more. And I'm thinking, how am I going to do this? And man, and then you start thinking, ah, is she, I hope she's normal. Everything's okay. The enemy starts attacking you. Say, man, something's going to be wrong with that baby. Maybe it's the lungs. Maybe it's this. Is it going to be okay? This and this, and I'm going through this. And I said, shut up, devil. I said, Lord. Is this baby normal? Is Jenny going to be, is she normal? Is everything okay? I'll never forget this, guys. God speaks to us. And I'm sitting there and I said, Lord. And the, and the doctor weighs the baby. And he says, while I'm saying this to God in my mind, the doctor says, wow. This baby, seven pounds even. I said, pray, and then the Lord says, the, the Lord says, that baby is good and healthy. Don't you remember my number? Seven is completion. That number represents completion. And I was, oh, thank you, Lord. All these thoughts were going in my head, thinking maybe there's something wrong. The enemy likes to throw things and bring doubt to you. When you're believing God for a home, when you're believing God for a healing, when you're believing God for something and you're standing on your promise and standing on the word of God, you're being battled and you're being bombarded with all these thoughts and you have to stop. God, speak to me. And he'll just confirm his word. That's why it's so important as believers to learn to read your word. That's why Andy puts those things every time and you check them and then sometimes don't read them. It's okay. Keep going. Don't stop. 
start reading them and start reading them. It just becomes a habit. He, he opened my Bible today and says, I see you just highlight everything. Because <laughs> we feel so guilty we didn't highlight this, right? <laughs> well, I'll highlight it too. But we need the word as believers. Our power is through him. He lives in us, but it needs the word. You got to feed the word. I got to hold on on those tacos de pastor and you know, tacos and, and those frijoles and all that. It's good, but we got to have the word. And God showed me, listen, his name is Emmanuel, God with us. They just gave birth to the creator who created them. And she's like, I'm thinking, when Jenny was born, I got excited. I started telling everybody in the hospital, it's a girl. I thought it was a boy, but it's a girl. I started telling and just excited. Tell your family. They start calling your brothers, your sisters. It's a, it's a girl. Sorry, Jenny. <laughs> but I love you so much. And, and, and you, you have to tell it. You have to tell your friends. You have to tell your people. And you get so excited. You start thinking, i got to make these better decisions. Because God has just given me responsibility, accountability to raise this child, to know you, to do whatever I can. And I want this child to be well. I want this child to be successful, healthy, and, and, and making good, godly decisions, not decisions that I used to make. See, when I grew up, I grew up thinking I knew God. I didn't have a relationship with God. I just went to church. So God got a hold of me. But I go, this time, Lord, my kids, they're going to know you. They're going to they're gonna know to tithe at an early age. They're not going to have to be scared. It's going to be normal for them. Time I gave you allowance, put that dime back over in the, in the offering plate. <laughs> but they learned. So what I'm saying, guys, today, we, we think about this, we tell everybody, we get excited. Now look, go to Luke chapter 2, verse 13, NLT, New Living Translation. It says, here it is, suddenly, suddenly. God changes. You can go from one minute to the next. God will change you from this no job to one job. He can turn your life around in a flash of a moment. There, is there anything too difficult for God? But God wants us to know him because we know that God in a moment can change your life. Suddenly, watch this. The angel joined by a vast host of others. Watch this. The armies of heaven praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to whom God is pleased now remember I said we rejoice when our babies are born maybe at the at the beginning we're like, but then after man we forget everything we're just so happy to have these babies when you had the first baby were you excited Andy now, when you had the second, were you as excited or oh, another one? And then how many? 
So each time you had one, you had to tell somebody. Each time you had one, you were just as excited. So look, I got a mini me. She, I call her my mini me. But you get excited. You, it doesn't change. You might get another car. Eh, I'm happy. Eh. Or after your fifth car or sixth car. Eh, okay. Or whatever. But with somebody's life, with your own life, you love them just as much. Right, Carrie? There's no favorite. That's, they think there's favorites, but there is no favorites. And so we tell somebody, and I, and I was thinking about this, and, and, and right here in the Bible, you can see in the four Gospels, it talks about Jesus' crucifixion in all four. But I was wondering, the birth of Christ, it only says it in two of the Gospels. It's only in Matthew and it's only in Luke. I thought that would be more important to say it. He goes, you know what? God says, I rejoice. There's nowhere else in the Bible where you see angels rejoice. There's only two places in the Bible where it says angels rejoice. And here's one right here. 13, suddenly the angels and a vast whole of others. They rejoice, praising God. Why? Because a child, the Messiah, the creator of the universe was born. God with us, Emmanuel, was being born in the flesh. And angels had to shout it out. Heaven rejoice. Now watch. Where else? Let me see. Go to Luke chapter 10, 15, verse 10. The second place where you see angels rejoice is confirmation. Two is a confirmation. Watch this. In the same way, there is what? Sadness. There is joy in the presence of God's who? Angels. Here we see it again. Angels when even what? One sinner repents. Today, there was angels, Andy, rejoicing because she said, I surrender. Angels are excited and they're rejoicing and they're happy and say, man, shout it out. Two places where Jesus was born and where somebody gets born again. And I said, Lord, that's cool. The greatest miracle. He says, well, listen, he said, when you are born on the earth, parents rejoice. When you guys are born in the earth, your parents rejoiced, hopefully. And God says, you know how you rejoice and you had to shout it out and you had to tell somebody? I go, yes. He goes, but when you're born again, he says, heaven rejoices. When you're born, parents rejoice. But when you're born again, heaven rejoices. And he tells everybody. And he goes, you know how you feel? You got to make sure that this kid's going to be successful. You're going to make sure this kid goes to college. You're going to make sure this kid, you can do the best you can for this child that's born. He goes, that's how I feel. I become his father. I begin to live in him. 
In the Old Testament, God only showed up. But in the New Testament, God decided to live in you. And he goes, and I want to take care of him. I want to take care of her. I want to make sure she makes the right decision. I want to make sure she knows how to walk. and He knows how to walk and live a victorious life, a blessed life. He goes, and listen, I can make sure that happens. Even when we make mistakes. Anybody ever make mistakes? <laughs> Even when we make mistakes, God makes sure we're going to be successful. Sometimes I wonder, how are you going to get me out of this mess? He goes, I'll take your mess and make it a message. And some of us have a lot of messages coming up. <laughs> Angels rejoice when somebody gives their life to Jesus. Look at Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. It says, Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, knowing the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men. Now listen, now these aren't shepherd boys or shepherds. Now it's wise men. Now these were wise men. Another translation says kings. These were men of influence. It says these were wise men from the eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. They saw a star. They had a God moment. Whatever maybe they heard about this, they heard that this, this king was going to be born. They've heard about the king of the Jews is going to be born. And they saw his star, and they had a God moment. Hey, let's follow that star. There was some action. When you hear the word of God, when God speaks to your heart, there's got to be a response. And there's action and something happens. So they came here and it says they heard the good news and they're looking for Jesus. And these are men of influence. The greatest miracle, God with us, he's reciting in us. Go to Matthew chapter 2, verse 9. Oh, sorry. Was it Luke chapter 2? 20. There it is, 2.20. It says, the shepherds went back to their flocks. Watch this. Glorifying and praising God for all they had heard. For all they had what? And seen. They started praising God for everything they heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. See, they heard, they saw, and they could have not responded and gone to the manger, and they would have never saw the baby Jesus as a sign that it was wrapped in swaddling clothes. A lot of times we hear, we see God working through different people, and we don't respond, and he still, you don't realize that he's just not a baby. He's a God that answers prayers. He's a God that delivers. And then it says they responded and then they glorified and praised God. Now Matthew chapter 2 verse 9. It says after this interview, here it is, the wise men went their way and the star they had seen 
in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with what? Sadness. They were filled with what? Joy. When God shows up, when you see the star, when you have a God moment, when you understand that it's not just a baby, it's the creator, God in the flesh, living on the inside of you, joy is going to rise up. Joy that you're saved. Joy that you know he's not going to let you down. Joy that he's going to get you out of your mess. Didn't Peter say, count it all joy? When you're going through a mess? Oh, but you don't understand, Pastor. Eh, Well, how did you get in the mess? Well, you don't understand. Sometimes we get ourselves in our own messes. But God says, keep joy. Because I'm going to get you out of it. And then it says here, verse 11. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary. And they bowed down and worshipped him. They realized it was something special. They realized that he was the king of the Jews, the savior, the Messiah. Look what it says. And they opened their treasure chest and gave him gifts. Gold, frankincense, and mirth. Gold. So these were people, they had money. These were people of influence. There were kings. They, were, they came and they gave and they said, listen, man, this. And they gave. And they rejoiced. And God began to show me. See, when he, when he showed up, it was just not to the shepherds. The ordinary people. The ones that go and take care of the flocks. But he also showed up to the wise men of influence, the kings. God came for the poor, for the rich. He came for everybody. And that's why we're here celebrating Christmas. He came for you. And he wants to dwell in you. And he wants to give you power to walk the supernatural life. Amen? Amen. Pastor Andy, thank you. the next step and visit www.thebeatchurch.com and get connected with a community committed to applying these truths in their everyday lives. You can also give now to support our messages by visiting www.thebeatchurch.com give.